What's up, planner lovers? It's your girl, Sharice, and I'm back for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. I know what you're thinking, but today is Wednesday. Where you been, girl? I've been right here. Just want to quickly let you know that I'm changing the date that you'll get the Plan on Purpose podcast from Mondays to Wednesdays. So look out wherever you listen to this amazing podcast on Wednesdays from now on so you can get the new releases for the week. Now, let's get into this week's guest. Her name is Adrienne Ross, but you might know her as A. Renee. She is the beauty and the brains behind Journal Jot and Jive. And let me tell you, we had an amazing conversation. I know, you're like, you say that all the time, but it's true. That's because it's always true. We chatted about how she went from journaling in her journals, diaries, and just writing out her thoughts as a kid to now using her journals and notebooks as a tool to teach other women how to write their own story in their own words. I love that she's been able to turn this hobby from passion to purpose, and she even helped me in this conversation, so I'm always here for a little assistance. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you share it with a friend. Head on over to Plan On Purpose on Instagram and share this podcast. Also, make sure you leave a comment underneath any of the posts that I have and let me know, as well as my guests, how this episode resonated with you. Don't forget, like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really love me, leave a review. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining me. I absolutely, you know, love all the things that you're doing over there um, on Instagram, especially just the way that you inspire people. So will you introduce yourself to my audience and let them know what you do? Yes, I will. Thank you so much for having me. I am a Renee of Journal Jot and Jive. You will interchangeably hear some people say Adrian. I'm a journal strategist and I am Georgia bred. I'm from Georgia. I love all things stationary. And I am also a mother of a 14 year old, which makes my journal experience even better. Um, but I love teaching women how to expand their journal journey and learn how to get their thoughts out with it all, without it all being based around everything negative, but instead allowing their story to be told like a book. So I just got into teaching women. I love it a lot. How did you get into just journaling, period? Okay. So a little bit about me. I do things in the form of story time. I'm going to tell you a little story. How I, I love a good story. <laughs> We're storytellers over here. Journaling. Okay. So I have always loved everything stationary from when I was a little girl, getting ready to go to school. I wanted all the things, but I was also a moody child. I can't even tell you why I was a moody child. However, my mom wasn't here for it. Uh, my mom and dad was looking like, yeah, she'll be all right. And my mother took it a step further. And she said, look, Here's a journal, some cute little pens, just write how you feel. So she didn't give me like a platform or like a layout of this is how you journal. She just said, take this and write how you feel. And ever since then, I would always have paper, a book in my hand. I would write anything. It could have been something on TV. I could have been making up a story or I would just be like, I'm mad. 
I'm happy. I'm sad. And so that's how I got into using a journal um, by watching my mom writing hers. And then she just decided, look, we can't do this moodiness. Let me give her some some creative supplies. And it took off from there. Got to love it when your parents are the one that introduce you to, you know, something that you do creatively. I kind of have a similar story. So I love it. So you started journaling at a young age. Why or how did you get into the creative side of journaling? Did you notice early on that you had kind of a natural talent for art or did you just kind of say, this is cool? Like, how'd you get into it? Well, so funny, I didn't realize that I was creative back then, right? Because it was just something that I did. Um, The creative side came a little bit later in life. I lost my dad in 2009, and I went into this rut of not picking up my journal for a while. And then when I decided to resume using my journals, I went back and was like, let me go read what I wrote in my journals. So I started finding a pattern that everything just was like negative. So I would have small moments where it's like, oh, I'm happy to be a mom. I love my family. You know, just that cliche stuff. And it's not that you don't, you do. But everything else was like a broken record. And I often will say your journal shouldn't read like a broken record. It should read like a book. So I said, okay, we got to figure something else out. And I got to the point that I needed something that fulfilled me a little bit more. So I went on this binge um, on Pinterest. I said, well, let me look up different journal ideas or whatever. And they had creative stuff. And I was like, oh, that's fun. Let me try this. Let me try that. And then once I realized that I could fuse things like coloring, adding different art mediums, I just started doing that. And initially I started using some small journal prompts just to get started. And then after that, I said, oh, girl, you know how to do this. Let's just do different stuff. And so that's how I ultimately got into it, because I was tired of being sad or always reading a sad story. And I was like, yeah, that's not life. Um, But if anybody were to find my journals, they would be like, girl, did you ever live? Were you ever happy? So that was how I got into the creative side and changing the way that I was writing. Yeah, I find that too. I journal a lot of different ways. And when I started kind of mingling memory planning and I was a scrapbooker initially is how I got into anything paper craft related and then when I started kind of like doing different things I was like wait a minute like I have the ability to kind of use a scrapbook style in my planners and in my journals like it just changed how you look at what you wrote you know instead of it just being like oh I'm not gonna you know write but I do still free write like my free writing journals are mostly like I'm having a bad day let me just put this down but like other ways, you know, there's other stuff that, that I put in other journals. So I definitely appreciate that. Right. Um, when you started your business, like where did the name come from? Where did the concept come from to go from, this is something I do. I love it. I'm good at it To Let me help some other people do this. So um, I keep by my bed, I always have a notebook or a notepad or anything. Cause I'm one of those people who an idea will pop in my head late at night. Don't even know why doesn't make any sense. And I'll be like, girl, you need to write this down. I mean, I still close. Like I know it's here. Let me write this down. So one day journal jot and job just came up and I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Like I have no clue what it means. I said, I'm just going to go ahead and write it down. And that was around 20, between 2015, 2016, when that came, like, I don't know why. I just late at night. It's up. I'm going to write it down. I'll think about it later. The very next day I woke up and I said, um, okay, let me just get an EIN number. I don't know what this means right now. Maybe the Lord has something for this later down the line, whatever. So I did that. And then I just started pulling out different notebooks and journals and 
funny enough, I had entered the planner community around 2015, 2016, and I just was lost. And we can we can circle back to that. But in between that, I would use my journal and I would post pictures. And so remember, I had the EIN number. I had the name written down, didn't know what it meant, but I would put it down. Well, I am also a hairstylist. And I had one of my coworkers' clients on my IG page had no clue. She was going through a divorce and she inboxed me and she was like, oh my gosh, I love everything you're doing. I really need to figure out how to journal and get my thoughts out. Could you teach a class? <laughs> and I was like, girl, do what? <laughs> what do you mean teach class? Like teach what? Because to me, journaling comes natural, right? So I don't look at it like, oh, you need to show somebody how to do this. In my mind, I'm like, girl, pick up the pen and write. What, what's the problem? So we got, I think it was about six of them together, paid me to come in the house, bring my creative, um, bring like my markers, the books. I put little packages together for them. Had a photographer, girl. Don't even know why I had a photographer at the time. Just all extra at the moment. Because you were documenting the greatness. That's why you had a photographer. (laughs) But okay, let's roll with it. And I still have those pictures to this day. Um, Eventually, I'll use them um, down the line to tell my story. And they had a ball. Like I showed them how to write the good, the great, and the um, the great, the good, and the not so good, which is something that I teach in journaling moments. And that was what started Journal Jot and Jive's journey. Literally, <laughs> that is how it got. I started. love it. I love it, especially when you just you just do what you do, mm-hmm. and it and you're so comfortable in it. Teaching people, especially when people are like, "Oh yeah, you'll pay you. We'll put a class together." You're just like, "But." I, you sure about that? Like, and so it, yeah. it happens. But then nowadays people are doing so many different things and being able to monetize a lot of their talents in different ways. And so it's great to be able to find a way to say, oh, well, you know, this this is a thing for me and it can be a thing um, that can help push me forward. I could turn it into something that I love to do. Um, you, you spoke uh, recently about kind of how you're nervous when you're teaching and how like your your journaling um, classes, you're kind of struggling with how do I do this? I, I know I know how to do it, but the why behind what you're doing. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you found your why? And then what do you do to get over that doubt or that, that thought process of like, mm, I don't know if I should be doing this? So... I am an overthinker, obviously, right? Because I journal. So I have a tendency to question my worth, my why, like, should I be doing this? Um, Therapy. (laughs) Therapy has been a huge component for helping me navigate through this process, right? Because journaling, I can do that all day long. I can write it. I can process it on paper. But when it's time to get into action, it's like, okay, should I be doing this? Is this good enough? Why? Why? Um, It's funny. I get nervous going digital. I'm not nervous in person, right? So before the pandemic, I would hold gatherings and teach journal sessions at coffee shops. We would go around Atlanta and I would find the different coffee shops. Fine. That's my element. I come around, feel like a teacher and teach you. But then it's now I'm on social media, which is a platform that we all know that can be great or it can be not so good. Um, it's a very judgmental zone and I'm a firecracker, right? I can take criticism, but I can't take pettiness. Like I can't take stuff like that. So I had to figure out how do I find my lane and I'm okay to teach what I teach, but also be open to constructive criticism, but learn how to 
cut off certain things that doesn't serve me or the community that I needed to serve. So I found myself nervous because it's like, who is my tribe? Who is the community? Who am I supposed to be teaching? And, you know, it's very hard to figure that out. So I've been, again, in therapy, navigating through that so that I'm not putting myself down and not helping the people that I'm supposed to serve. And it was so funny. I was in a session one time and she was like, you know, I know you think it's about you, but it's not necessarily about you. And that was the takeaway that I got. So even in those moments where I feel like, am I doing what God has led me to do? Is this the path that I'm supposed to be on? I'm often reminded, this ain't about you. This is about other people that need the gift that God has granted me with. So that is what keeps me going. Yep. Go ahead. Say it again for the people in the back. People will be me. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to hold on to that because I think the same (laughs) with this. I struggle Mm -hmm. with that as well. And a lot of times I joke around about like, you know, the fact that I have the podcast because it allows me to really ask people questions about the things I want to know. But the truth is, I know that there are people who are thinking the same thing, especially with whatever lane that they're in. And so um, it's something that I do as well. I go to therapy too. And I'm having those conversations all the time. Like, okay, should I be doing it this way? Because I saw this person post this. Right. And it's like, "Mm, no, like that's, that's not you though. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so funny that you said that (laughs) if I could get onto that. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're in a space where social media is all about, I got to make you believe in what I am, or you have to show a certain way. And that's just not me. Right. Like you will hear a phrase that I say, I don't go along to get along. And yes, I know there are certain things that you have to do in the social media sector. However, I just don't do very well pandering to people to follow me. So I'm like, okay, listen, Lord, we're going to have to figure this thing out. I know I have to do a little bit of social media, but I just want people to write. Like, I don't want to beg you to write, but I want you to write. So it's just those things that you have to constantly remind yourself of. And that's where your journal comes in writing those things down and making sure that you're not self-sabotaging, right? Because often we are in the lane that we're supposed to be in, but we often have a tendency to peek over to the right or peek over to the left behind or in front of us. And it has absolutely nothing to do with what you're doing. And it is easy to compare yourself to others. And again, I'm in a lane that many are not in. So I often have to remind myself, girl, you're, you plan. Yes, I can teach people how to plan and I teach that. But ultimately journaling is your thing. Right. So keep it going and make sure that you're fulfilling your purpose in life. Yeah, I I agree. When you're doing what you do, even if there are five other people in the same space doing the exact same thing, the calling on them is different than the calling that's on you and who your audience. And a lot of people like to, because I'm a marketing person, I have a marketing background. And so I get it. I understand the statistics behind knowing your audience and knowing who they are, um, you know, numbers wise, right? Because it just makes sense. You're not going to be having a conversation where you're talking to one, you know, guys that are over 50 and and having that language if that's not who you're talking to but at the same time the person even if it's just one person that I'm meant to touch that my I'm called to may look like somebody that may not be in my typical audience so if I just do me no matter who's on the other side of me then it's not going to matter you know what I mean what happens because I'm I'm gonna talk to who I'm supposed to talk to and then they will do the same 
um, you know, if we could just think like that every day. Like, <laughs> right. And remember it. <laughs> Get up every day. <laughs> you know, that would be that would be perfect, but life is not. <laughs> that's so. it. And that's and that's why we need him because every right. time we go go back, excuse me, sir, can help me out here. Yeah. Like I'm not but I'm not I, doing well. Let me pray about this. I'm not in control. And that's the thing, re- relinquishing control. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, ma'am. So a lot of people struggle with the consistency. A lot of people do that. People struggle with the consistency of um, journaling. How do you stay consistent in your journaling? Um, I stay consistent because I don't put that much pressure on myself. Uh, So again, it goes back to social media. If you look at it, you would assume that everybody journals every single day. That group of people is going to be very few. Um, so I stay consistent by doing a couple of things. Like I'll set up a self-care type of page in my journal. I at least want to do a weekly recap. If I feel like I'm not going to journal for the rest of the week, let me do that. And then I also do small journal moments in my planner. So I make sure that I'm writing something, but it doesn't have to be a dear diary moment. So a lot of people will get caught into, well, I don't have anything to write about. It's not that they don't have anything to write about. They just don't know what to write. And they're feeling that if I don't write every day, then I'm not successful in journaling. And that's not what the journal moment is about. So I stay consistent by writing when I feel the urge to write. And if I don't, I pause and it's okay. And then I pick it back up. And that keeps that weight of, I'm not, again, some people are looking at journaling like it's a task to be successful. Girl, you are writing your feelings. So that is how I stay um, consistent, not overthinking it. Yeah. And that's, that's that. You're just doing what you do. You mentioned also that journaling helped you really realize, hey, I need to go back to therapy. I need to really look at myself and how I'm doing this. Um, what are some other ways, since you've been doing this for such a long time, what are some other ways that journaling has helped you? So it allows me to see my growth or decline, right? So if you're if you're writing consistently and if you have learned how to be descriptive, again, these are things that I teach you how to do in journal moments. I'm able to go back and see, because uh, again, sometimes we get in this space where we feel like, oh, nothing is really working, but that's sometimes your mind just keeping you in a space that you don't need to be. And so I can go back and look and say, girl, you actually have done way more than you think you have done. So it allows me to see my growth. It allows me to see the connectivity that I've had with my family, or if it has fallen off, or if there are some things that I need to change. I even have moments that make me laugh, right? There are journals that I can find from when I was younger. And I just thought life was like, oh my gosh, it's just the um, the worst. To now, it is really comic relief. So it just allows you to see the growth over time if you're doing it consistently in that manner, like you're writing things that are happening or you're tracking, like you mentioned, um, memory planning is really journaling. So it allows you to see, it just allows you to see your life unfold if you're being honest when you write your stuff down in your journal. Yeah. One of the things I think, one of the best things I think I did for myself was journal, um, throughout my pregnancy and my first year as a mom. Because what it allowed me to see was how much I've changed. Like, it allowed me to really see, like, man, do you remember when, like, you were breastfeeding and getting up at two and then getting up at four and then getting up at eight? And then, <laughs> like, and you couldn't sleep and you were trying to figure out what to eat. Like, how? Like, when I really sit back and I think about it, it's because as, you know, time goes on you don't always get the opportunity to remember like how you did something. And so what happens is you get to this point where you're like, wait, 
what did I do? How did I do it? When did I do that? One of the things that I learned is that when you are, especially growing, going through life, you forget things like you'll forget what you ate yesterday, let alone what you did a year ago. And so when I started writing those things down, what it did for me was allow me to see my growth. But it also allowed me to like really be able to dial back into specific times when I'm like, you know, these things were really rough for me, but I made it through. Um, And so this is one of the reasons why when I teach. So I have kind of started on this journey of teaching as well. But mine is um, like more spiritual journaling and prayer journaling, Bible journaling, Mm -hmm. using your Bible, that creative kind of side of things. And what I tell people about prayer journaling is the same thing. It's like you're literally writing down these things that you are asking God for. And then those things will happen and you'll go back and you'll see them. um, And you'll be able to say, look at that. Like, this is how much I've grown. This is how much, well, you know, God has brought me through and it, it's amazing. So I definitely see you see that now I know you're talking a lot about all the things you do mentally for yourself. What does your self-care look like? You know, you're a mom, you're working full time. You also have this. Um, what, what does your self-care look like these days? So again, that's funny. I recently taught a self-care um, boot camp which talked about how you journal. I had different speakers come on and what does self-care look like? So definitely we know therapy is one component. Uh, The other component is learning how to unplug. I have definitely had a space where I've gotten addicted to social media and I thought I was crazy at one point. I'm like, girl, but I just started realizing that I was scrolling. And one day I was writing and I'm like, I feel like I've lost myself. What are some of the things that I enjoy doing? So I really went back and said, okay, girl, what do you like doing? I love reading. Um, Journaling, of course, arts and crafts. But I started doing little things like that. I started getting back into my facial routine. I bought a steamer for myself. Um, Everything wasn't based around buying things, but it was more of, girl, what can you do? Literally just sitting quiet. Sitting quiet, um, changing my space in my room up, like redecorating my room so it felt like an oasis. I went down a plant rabbit hole during the pandemic. Uh, so, you know, I just started changing my se- my space. So self-care for me looks like decluttering so that my mind can also decluttering and writing that down. Like, why did I feel so heavy? Why did I feel like I was taken away from myself? Um doing my hair again. Uh, again, I'm a hairstylist, but listen, during this pandemic, honey, I was looking like show enough. I look like everybody, <sighs> girl. I was looking like show enough, Bob Ross. You name it, I could morph into it. Y'all just didn't see it, you know? And again, I would come on social media, yeah. snap that picture, pull it together for you. But behind the scenes, I'm like, girl, we got to figure this out. This is yeah. not it. So that that's for me, self-care is finding those small things, um, finding small recipes to cook that I like. Just Subtle stuff. Go sit in the sun, girl. Get a little vitamin D. So those are the things that I do for self-care. It's not anything super elaborate right now. Um, And that's right now what brings me joy. Absolutely. I love it. I love hearing how other people are using the space and things that they have around them and just discovering new things in order to, you know, live happy and be happy as much as you Mm -hmm. can be. Um, So you decided to turn the thing that you do, the thing that you love from a hobby into, you know, a a side hustle. Um, What, how did you go from, this is just something I do. I'm teaching to saying, you know what, this is a legitimate like business. I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn. Like after you taught that first class, right? What did you do in order to say, I'm serious about this? Did you hire somebody? Are you are you going through certain things? Because I think a lot of people are struggling with, 
I have this hobby. This is something I might want to do. Um, again, whether or not they ca- they're called to it, that's not up to us. But if they right. feel that way, um, what's your advice for someone who's looking to do that? And, or how did you transition into that? So real quick, because you use the word side hustle. Um, I had to change my mindset with that. I don't even use the word hustle anymore. Um, hustle, grind, those are words that I have eliminated. You know, periodically it will pop up. I will say that. But I literally had to look at things. One of the things that I do when I teach journaling is defining words. So I started defining words. Um, I'm not new to a business. I used to own my own salon. So I knew that I had to get a format. Now, what I will say is when I did start with Journal Jot and Jive, I did jump in it in the mindset of a grind and a hustle, right? So I would continuously burn out because I'm trying to figure this out. Does this work? Well, let me try to sell this. Um, okay, so that worked for a little bit. And I was also in a different headspace. I wasn't where I needed to be financially. When we talk about journaling, I got to a point where I was writing, what do you want out of life? And so initially when I started Journal Jot and Job, it was, yes, I want to teach, but I got to figure out how to get out of a hole. So I was literally grinding myself to the ground, trying to figure out how do I get people to like me and see me and see the value in what I teach. Once I realized that wasn't working, I sat down, got quiet. I prayed. I said, Lord, I need you to guide me on this and tell me what that, what do I need to do? I then was aligned with several people who helped me out on my journey. They saw more in me than I saw in myself at the time. And they was like, listen, sis, what, what is, what is it that you need? One of the people that um, are very valuable and vital is Felicia from Goldmine and Coco. We met randomly. And I, I can't even tell you how we met, but it's just almost like she was like a little sister And, but she still had things that I didn't see in myself. And she was like, you have a gift. Like, you know, you have to look and work out of the mindset of abundance. And I was working out of the spirit of lack. And so once she said that, it just kind of opened my mind up. And I started researching my industry. Like, what is it that's needed? Where do I coincide with? And I coincide a lot with people that deal with therapy. I didn't realize it, right? Because again, we're talking about I just journal. So I just started seeing how can I put myself out there and how can I turn this into a business? And one of the things that was lacking was showing people how to journal and what journaling is all about. So I started doing YouTube. I started doing YouTube videos and I was genuinely doing what I loved. But what I did after a while, people would continue to ask a lot of questions. So I would document the questions that they asked and then I would put classes together that could teach that descriptive writing. How do I write how I really feel? How do I write about different components in my life? So I would watch, of course, how people were teaching online classes, take what works, what didn't serve me. I discarded it. And then I just started putting things together and it's still a learning curve as I go. But that's how I started taking things serious because I realized there was a need for it. And finally, one of the things that catapulted Journal Jot and Job was a pandemic. Because we were in a space where everybody was quiet, right? Prior to that, we were all on go mode. Go, 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 go. Well, then it got really, really quiet. So people really had to realize, like, what have I been doing with my life? Um, What do I want to do with my life? And they didn't know how to put it out there. And I could see people falling apart on social media. And I was like, okay, Lord, use me. Just, Just use me. What do I need to do? And that's when I started putting the classes together to help people write how they feel. That's amazing. Um, that's amazing that it came at a time that this, that you've had this all this time. And then it came at a time when other people really needed it because that's the key, right? We don't always, I think a lot of times we look at successes Well, I, I did what I needed to do in this moment 
and mm-hmm. this is what happened. But it's interesting how like even certain movies do well, certain songs do well, certain books do well um, when they're needed. Right. You know, businesses do well when they're needed. That's why certain things we discover now and we see them now and we're like, wait, this has been out for this amount of time. This has been right. out for this amount of time. Let me go back and let me, let me check that out. Like, right. let like, me see oh, what's oh, going really? on with that. I yeah. never knew, you know, things like that. So it's it's definitely great that you were able to kind of get into this when it was needed and not just because, you know, like you were racking your brain how to do it when you knew you needed it, right. but it really took off and did what it needed to do when others, when it served others and it didn't but just you serve. you do know I was questioning myself, right? Because we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm like, so I'm supposed to charge? Like I felt really guilty at one point because I'm like, yeah, I can't do this for free though, right? Like, because I had got right. to the point where I would give so much, right? And receive little back at the time, but it was because I was doubting. And I'm like, okay, so do I, I charge people during a pandemic? And that was one of the things that I struggled with. Like, how do I not feel guilty about doing what I was designed to do in life? But yeah, so it was definitely a struggle in the midst of the pandemic, but the feedback was phenomenal. It was like, girl, where you been all my life? And I'm like, girl, but I've been here the whole time. (laughs) But like you said, sometimes people don't see it until it's time for it to be seen on their end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the fact that you were able to say, you know what, I'm just going to do what I need to do and be used, I think. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. Just amazing. So how are you managing all of your time with all of this? You did say that you struggled with the burnout. It sounds like that's something that you have done a lot better with. What are your tools for managing your time with all this? Um, So I am not completely out of the whole burnout. But again, I really write down when I'm feeling burned out and I look at the pattern. What are those patterns? Um, One of the things that I do is I do hair Friday through Sunday, right? So I, you know, a lot of people are like, girl, you only do hair for three days? Yes, because I've priced myself where I need to be priced. And I also um, have learned that I don't allow people to run me. I run my business. So that has helped. So I do that on the weekend. And then I have Monday through Thursday to devote to Journal Jot and Jive. And I put in the time that I choose to put in. Now, could I put in more? I'm pretty sure I could. But I decide like, hey, I'm going to focus on YouTube right now, or I'm going to focus on building the community on Instagram. And I just make sure that I don't get so involved that I feel like I'm not functioning. And when I feel that happening, I now have the tools now that's like, okay, so you really worked for eight, nine, 10 hours on Monday, girl, that's a burnout routine. So, and I also follow this page called the Nap Ministry on um Instagram, which has helped me a lot to kind of see some of the things that I'm doing and why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And I didn't realize it at the time. So yeah, I use my planners, which we all have, right? Planners and all the mm-hmm. things like my planners. And I'm very yeah. intentional about setting that time and setting the boundaries. And I also have a son. So he is in sports. So I can't always be on go mode with journal jot and job and hear about a Renee. I got to make sure that I'm taking care of my child. So that helps add with balance as well. Yeah, I understand that. Um, Mine isn't quite as old, but um, he's definitely demanding a lot of time. So (laughs) I get that. I think uh, taking a look at yourself and how you're doing things and looking at your schedule is definitely huge in terms of how you're um, looking at burnout. Because sometimes it's it's hard to see it when you're in the middle of it. So it's amazing that you're taking the steps to, to deal with that. 
So you're talking about your son. Have you been able to stretch any of this down to him because you were interested and you learned a little bit or a lot of bit about journaling from starting when you were young with your parents? Is he on that train or, or, or not so much? <laughs> I tried to get that child um, to write in his journal how he felt when he was younger. He would do it. Um, not so much now. We fight. However, it's really interesting when he has assignments in school, he does very well with writing. <laughs> so like he'll have like a creative side so it'll come out if he has to for school um but he just has not picked up on that y'all you know, try here and there but he's like yeah like whatever but he does pay attention though it's funny he pays attention uh to what I do but it does show up in his writing in school yeah that's that's really dope do you have uh three no actually that what are your favorite tools right now that you're using um in your journal um dot grid journal will be number one mount liner and a pen well really i for distressed ink <laughs> yeah just i love your distressed ink pages what made Thank you decide you. to start using um the distressed ink because i remember when i started using it in my plans i was like this is so weird and then when i stumbled upon your instagram i was like it's not weird like <laughs> Yeah. It's, um, it's cool. <laughs> I'm going down a YouTube rabbit hole at some point. Uh, again, during the pandemic, I started watching some videos and I started distressed thinking. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I got bored with the YouTube videos. So I just was like, oh, well, let me just try this out in my journal and see how it how it works. And I just I love it. Like it does a lot for the page without doing a whole lot. Yeah. And it's very simple. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. It's just a little color, boom, on a page, and that's it. It's like and one of my favorite things to it. do. Yeah, so I don't know. I just, I like blending colors. And again, I do hair. So one of my favorite things to do with hair is color. So it's just the artistic side that I like putting in the journal. And sometimes I just don't feel like putting stickers down at the time. So I'm like, I want the page to pop. And there's a method behind my pages looking pretty. Um, some of the pages that look pretty don't necessarily hold pretty thoughts. But usually if they're pretty pages, you have a tendency to flip past it because you feel like, oh, girl, that was a good day. <laughs> so I also do that, too. So I trick my mind to think, girl, you don't need to read that right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. You said, I, I couldn't tell, you know, that you like to color hair with the beautiful color you have in your hair. I saw your pictures <laughs> yeah. and I was like, okay, listen, I just want to be like her when I grow up. Like, <laughs> yes, I, girl, like, well, thank you. Y'all just haven't seen wild. I usually have purple, pink and all of that. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm here for it. I'm ready. <laughs> what advice would you have to give to someone who said, you know what? I really want to get into this journaling thing. Um, I don't have anything but a, I don't have anything but a notebook and a pen. Like, how do I do this? How do I get into journaling? What advice do you have for someone who has that question? I will first make sure you're following journal jot and jive, but no, and all, well, no, seriously, but um, honestly, I like to tell people to start with a notebook and a pen first, right? Because when you get into all of the creative stuff, you're, you're not really focused on writing. Um, the first thing that I like to teach is teach uh, people how to write a letter to themselves, write a, just genuinely write a letter to yourself, put your name in it on, on the book that you're writing your life story in. Start out with putting your name in there. Another thing I like to teach them, that's an easy um, way to get into journaling, write an affirmation, pull up affirmations on Instagram, Pinterest, wherever, right? Because a lot of people journal via social media and they don't know it. Like, Social media helps me get content sometimes too, because I'm like, girl, y'all telling your whole life, tell your journal first. So what I tell them is 
go look at your social media sometimes. What is your feed saying about yourself? Write how you feel when you look at your 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 feed. Like so if you went and you put a, a affirmation on your feed and it really spoke to you, why can't you write that in a book that you open up? So that's how I get them into the routine of writing, right? Because most people do feel like the only time you pick up a journal is when things are not so good. You mentioned earlier on that you have your creative side and then you have your journal where you might write your dear diary stuff. I would even motivate you just in this conversation and say, hey, make sure your journal um, tells all sides, the great, the good, and the not so good, or what worked, what needs adjusting, and what did not work. And that adds variety in what you write. So the first way to get started, put your name down. Write a letter to yourself. And then even inside of that, write what you want your journal to be about. Do you want it to show all sides? What is this journal for? And that's how I get people started. I love it. I think that is great advice and great advice for me. I will take that. <laughs> and when I do it, I'm going to tag them. But like, look, it's a not so good page and it's pretty. <laughs> right. And the good page. Right. Because most people do focus on the not so good. Um, when I teach some of my sessions, one of the things that I do, I have them flip through and I'm like, hey, flip through your journal. You probably have lengthy pages on when things are not going well. And then I say, okay, go find a page where something good happened. And I said, I promise you 95% of you all, you might've had a good day and that page is not even halfway filled. You could have got a promotion for the job and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I got a promotion. God is good. The end. You weren't even descriptive about that moment. But if you did not get that promotion, that journal entry would have been five pages long and you wouldn't have, you would have not shown how you didn't show up in that process of why you probably didn't get the promotion. So I like to show people how to add variety and length in different areas of their life when they write. Do you think that um, your journals from all of the past, like maybe, you know, a while before you really started realizing what this really was for you, do you think they've changed how you look at yourself? Like after you've read them or maybe have not read them, but seen them, how have they changed you at all? Um, yeah, they do. Right. Um, Often it shows me again, how far I've come. And in some instances, it shows me that I was in good spaces back then when I didn't think I was. So it's allowed me to see how I've matured in each decade. And I also don't keep all of my journals. Um, some of them, if they are just too negative, I read them maybe once or twice and I destroy them because they no longer really, serve. Mm -hmm. really, mm -hmm. you throw them out. Not I mean, that's all, no problem. There, there are <laughs> there are some seasons that I was in that were so detrimental that your mind doesn't know that this still didn't this happened ten years ago. Your mind is reading as if it has happened again. So why am I still holding on to that? Like I can do a recap and say what I've learned, right? But I don't need to read a hundred pages of woe me. <laughs> so I have learned how to toss them out when they no longer serve me. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I've done exercises where I've had to like write something down on the paper and then like burn in or tear yeah. it up or like you write a letter to somebody that you really want to talk to, but you can't or you shouldn't. And then you write that down and then yeah. you like rip it up or whatever. So I, yeah. I get that. And I just I never thought about doing well. that with a journal. Yeah, yeah, I teach that as well. That's still a journal moment. There is this thing that people feel like I'm not journaling because it's not in a bound journal. Every journal entry does not have to be saved. That's it for this week's episode of the Plan on Purpose podcast. 
of course, I would like to thank a Renee for really coming through and telling her story. She just really blessed me with a lot of her words of encouragement. And I feel like, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot more journaling now. So make sure you check out the Instagram at Plan On Purpose and see what, you know, I'll be cooking up over there. As always, make sure you check the show notes and go buy her Instagram, check out some of her classes. I mean, again, I'm really inspired by what she does and I'm hoping that you will be too. Hey, make sure you like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review. If you don't want to leave a review or can't wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you head over to Instagram at Plan On Purpose and comment underneath the post or send me a message. I love reading what you have to say about each of these episodes. And as always, I'm ready to talk if you're ready to listen.